Welcome everyone to American Girls, the podcast where we're reliving the American Girls series book by book. I'm Mary. And I am still Allison. Hey Allison, how are you? I'm here. <laughs> um, we are in in the world. Uh, it's It's hard to expand beyond that. I know this is not terribly thrilling audio content, but... But no, but it's honest, and I, I feel that way too. I mean, we're living through such really serious and sad times. Um, you know, first of all, months into this pandemic and how stressful and difficult that can be, and then seeing um, so much uh, racially motivated violence in our country and very um, really inspiring rebellion, but also just... You know, it's it's very hard to sit with all of this and to watch um, watch a lot of this. We've spent, you know, the past few months together and, and in the kind of longer arc of this, thinking about the power of stories and the power of actions that people take and kind of how you see yourself in history. And I think a lot of people now feel acutely aware of where are you relative to the story that's going to be told about this period of your life, right? Like when people look back on 2020, how are you going to think about what your story was from this time? And I think more than ever, I am so um, tremendously humbled and grateful that people reached out to us, that people were willing to engage in the syllabus project that we did. I think there are amazingly valuable resources that people have pointed us to on anti-racism and education. And I think part of what's hard about sitting in front of a mic right now is we're trying to listen and, and not take up as much space, but we also understand that being part of the wider world, you know, we are able to speak to people. So what is it that we have to say or want to say? And part of that is to look at the content that other people are making or to think about, you know, if Addie's story motivated you in some way to think about race, now that we're not nine years old, there's so much more to learn. Exactly. Yeah. And I think in the past couple of days, in light of the murder of George Floyd, and others, um, you know, thinking with the syllabus and thinking with the resources and um, tools that Black activists in particular are sharing online that we'll be amplifying on our social media, both the shows and our personal ones. I think it's really important to just really center those voices and listen and try to, you know, try to pick up and, and learn what you can. Something that we shared and that I think is is helpful So if you are a listener who is feeling like you're trying to learn or you're trying to figure things out, part of the value of exploring your path through the world right now, if you are not Black, is thinking about hours you can spend that you're not taxing other people to explain things to you. So doing your own homework on um, Ahmaud Arbery, doing your own homework on Breonna Taylor and kind of what that might mean for you is, is very valuable. And again, just saying a very sincere thank you to Black intellectuals who reached out to us and added to the syllabus um, because that's labor that is tremendously undervalued by society, and we value it very much. We do. And also, as you're saying, we also acknowledge that it's not the job of Black activists to educate white people about race. That is not their job. That's our job. And so we really do appreciate the extension of that labor. And as you're saying, we're going to take the ball and run with it and try to really educate ourselves. 
Um, you know, we did learn some sad news last night about a location near and dear to this show. Um, Allison, if you want to share that. Yeah, if you listened a few episodes back, we had the honor of interviewing Vera from the historic Stagville site in North Carolina, and part of their property was destroyed this week in a fire, and it's very important to us that we thank with our pockets as well as our mouths, you know, people who have been very good to the show and to our audience. So we're encouraging people to visit their website. Again, that's Historic Stagville, where you can make a donation through PayPal and you can support some of their recovery efforts. Part of why we think this is, you know, valuable for our listeners to know and and important to amplify is a lot of their work is focused on centering and making additional space for the underexplored stories of both enslaved people, free people who lived on the plantation, and Black descendants of that site. And so to enable them to continue to do that work, which I think is an important act of resistance right now, um, a lot of things are being set on fire, some of which we have other opinions uh, about. But we think this is an incredibly important space that should get support. So you just visit their website to find their PayPal. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, So thanks for sharing that important resource. And, you know, we encourage you to support it if you're able. Um, We'll certainly be doing the same. Yeah, so it's, it's just a it's a difficult time. And I think it's just important to acknowledge um, how difficult it is, um, how necessary these rebellions are. And, um, you know, just to be kind to yourself as we move through these days, when there's seemingly so many stressors just on your everyday life that can make even just moving through your day more difficult than maybe it has been even in the past couple of months. And we, you know, we're, we're in sort of this interesting position where, you know, we always say, don't date the show, you know, or, but the reality is, I think if you've listened to us for a while, you can always pretty much know when we've taped or when we're talking because we think context is really valuable. And the conversation that you're going to hear for the rest of this episode occurred, I think at least a month ago, And part of why that's important for us to share with you is we had a conversation with the author and podcaster Caroline Moss about shopping and particularly the American Girl catalog. And the fact that we recorded this over a month ago, we are not suggesting at all that the United States was a racial utopia a month ago, but the world was different in in a variety of ways. And I think a kind of through line between this conversation and that conversation is the way that you imagine yourself as a consumer in the world or as a person with power to affect change modifies over the course of your life, right? Like you evolve, like you started to understand yourself in a certain way through something like the American Girl Catalog. Right now, we're encouraging people who are able to give and to bolster causes that they can financially. Um, They're actually not as disparate of topics as you might think. But we do also recognize that this conversation is very different. Right, definitely. And, you know, I certainly, I guess I wasn't planning enough in my head because on the last episode, I was like, yeah, this is the last episode I'll record before I get married, which is not true. Just in fairness or full disclosure, we're recording today on June 2nd. Um, And we had this conversation a month ago with Caroline, and, and we do thank her very much for giving us her time and 
And, you know, obviously she's someone who's very aware of uh, social realities. Uh, we, I was aware of her book, Hey Ladies, which is very funny, but also a lot of you brought her to our attention because she tweeted about um, the ideal pandemic American girl. So she kind of is living out in many ways the juxtaposition that we have going on in this episode of kind of putting this in context, which is taking something really serious like the pandemic and in some ways using American Girl to understand it, which is in a lot of ways what we're trying to do on this show. You're also going to hear some sobering advice from a former Beanie Baby enthusiast about investing in the stock market. That kind of hit me where I live because I was never into Beanie Babies, but we have a very dear friend named Tanya who was, and basically Tanya still speaks about the Princess Diana Beanie as like a retirement piece and what we've learned Mm. on this episode is like maybe i know things only have the meaning we invest but i mean basically i remember people talking about that being maybe like you know you could retire on that and what i learned on this episode is like maybe that's not true anymore i i think that's not true but i also think that we stand by our previous previous declaration that the stock market is the horoscope for men or astrology for men. <laughs> that's but correct. I think that's actually really mean to astrology. I agree. I really agree with that. So, I mean, I guess as like a, a public apology, we're going to apologize to astrologists for, you know, perhaps demeaning their work by comparing it to something as low grade as economics. Also, one of our beloved listeners, Lindsay, actually was recently sharing some of her, you know, Beanie Baby content with us. And I wrote back to her and I said, honestly, like we think of Beanie Babies as the joke, but like capitalism is the joke. She agreed. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? I mean, yeah, that's really true. That is really, really true. I remember on TikTok, I know you've deleted it off your phone now, but I have yet to do that. I basically wake up and look at TikTok. It brings me joy still. And I saw, except for this video I saw this morning, when I looked at TikTok, I don't know why it's showing me this. And it's literally like a 20-year-old bro being like, here's how you get your like Merrill Lynch, you know, investment internship. And I was like, why? But like, but why do you think I want that? No, no, nobody needs this. Um, I will say too, like if if this is a particularly hard time for you, and I'm I'm not sure how it could not be. Um, Caroline is very funny and had some really insightful and funny things to say about what it's like to wear jeans right now, which hit me. Yes. You know? Yes. So, and we should also add that she is the host of a great podcast called G Thanks. Just bought it. Um, and where she, you know, interviews people about much loved items that they recommend, including jeans, which she has strong opinions about. So do I, um, I would wear jeans every day if I could, I would wear them to my wedding. I'm not, but you know, I thought about it. I really (laughs) did. You know, I, I will support you only because I do implicitly in all things, but you know, um, she said something along the lines of like, I need to wear jeans to, you know, like feel something different during this pandemic. I was like, I know what I will feel and it's bad. Yeah. Whew. Cause you don't like jeans. You're not as into them as, as some. I'm 411, Mary. Like, and I know you're not much more, but like <laughs> jeans are not made for 411 women. Well, okay, but you can, there's things you can do about that. Like jeans are a lifestyle. That's how I really feel. And when I, yeah, when I cash in my bitty, my bitty baby fortunes, my my bitty baby futures, I'll have custom denim. When I find my brother's pogs in my parents' basement, (laughs) 
and I sell them at a handsome profit you know what, we're going to live a lush life. I'm going to buy jeans. I'll find the perfect brand of jeans for short people. And you and I are going to live large. I mean, metaphorically speaking. Yes. I mean, should should we give the people our episode? I Let's think, do I it. Think they'll enjoy it. So, cool. I mean, we know it's a heavy time. We hope this makes you smile and think about your own catalog days. And we really hope that you play the game that we play on this episode and let us know what you choose. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to advertisers for native podcast sponsorships. What does that actually mean? Well, for our purposes, it means that we don't have to run ads on our show for products and services we don't believe in. We take this community really seriously, so we've in an ongoing way been trying to match with products that actually meet our mission and our values and are things that we're proud to support. So Podcorn has been a really wonderful service where we've been able to log on to their site and find a bunch of advertisers who want to work with us that we're excited to work with as well. If you're creator and you're looking for brands that you might want to work with, Podcorn is a great option. They have a marketplace mission to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and control. And you never give up exclusive rights to your podcast. Click the link in our show notes to learn how to sign up and to learn more about Podcorn. That's right. So just head over to podcorn.com and get started today. Caroline, thank you so much for being here. Truly. Thank you for having me. You know, we've been wanting to do an episode on the catalogs for quite some time because they're such an important piece of American Girl. And I think, I don't know how old you are. You don't have to share that. I'm 32. I have no shame in my game. You and Allison are both in your, what some might call Karen Carpenter year. Um, (laughs) I'm 33. I'm in my Jesus year. Oh, wow. quite a Jesus year. Oh, I forgot about the Jesus year. That's right. That's That's really great. That's, that's what a, what a year. Do you feel guilty at all? You know, I was raised Catholic, so it's kind of just in my DNA to just have a low, a low hum of shame and guilt. Right there with you. You know, it's just how that is. Uh, you know, maybe that will come out today. Maybe not. I don't know. It's, it's always there. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a rough, the pandemic has really, it's like, maybe I should have gone for a Moses year. I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't know. I've, like, you have, you must have some questions. So some no. things to work through for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I should probably seek out a professional at some point, but <laughs> today I've sought out the catalog and you know, I, everyone I know who, for whom American girl was even partially important, even if like me, the dolls weren't your main draw. The catalog is such an addictive drug. Like the minute you get it in your mailbox, you can like encyclopedic knowledge of all these products, how much they cost, what you would get in what order. So we turn to you as an expert in recommending items of all kinds (laughs) on your show. Wonderful show. I should say my partner listens to your show obsessively and she's so so jealous. She's in the next room. I've sequestered her there. (laughs) But she's very jealous um, and she's a big Forever 35 listener as well. And uh, so this is a big day in our house. Um, So, you know, I I get like a boost from knowing you. And so we're just so honored that you're here with us. And we want to talk about the catalog. So first, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your journey with American Girl and then the catalog. Sure. So as I said, I'm 32 and I don't remember how old I was when I discovered the catalog or I can tell you like there were two friends 
the other Caroline in my grade and my friend Amanda, and they both got the catalog or had a doll. And I think that it was something that my mom was like, well, when she finds out about it, you know, it'll be too late, but we're not going to be the ones that tell her. So I think I like truly, truly, this was like back of the bus knowledge in four, it probably like fourth grade, maybe third or fourth grade. Well, so I would, let's say third grade because for a year. So I got the catalog because the catalog was free, obviously. And then I think for a birthday, someone gave me a subscription to American Girl magazine, which is different. It's the magazine. Um, But so for a full year, you know, when that catalog came, like I remember just like bringing it to the kitchen table. I'm looking at it right now, like as I talk about it and just like sitting down with it with like a pen and like checking off the things I wanted and then like doing the math on the side of the page (laughs) and being like, hmm, like what's 20 plus 80? Like, I don't know. Cause like everything is like exactly a dollar amount, but I was still like adding it up painstakingly on the next page. Um, and just sort of thinking like, I I remember there was a, a time when I went through a real bitty baby phase and Ooh. those were significantly cheaper than the dolls though you know for an eight-year-old like forty dollars is like <laughs> like a lot of money um and definitely not something I could come into within like a month or so so I remember looking at the bitty babies and being like okay, the babies are like 42 and you know uh okay I obviously need to get the basket that has all the thing and I would like come up with different like jobs I could do um that my mom would pay me for. And I never, ever got uh, a bitty baby, but I did for my, I believe ninth birthday, I finally got an American girl doll. I got the American girl doll of today, which was very exciting. And it was a year after it was for, I think it was for my birthday, but it was a year after I had changed my mind on Christmas Eve without telling anyone said, okay, like, I just want to swap something out. Like I want an American girl doll. <laughs> just like, you know, di- Christmas Eve, didn't mention this Whoa. to my parents. Obviously the American girl doll wasn't there. And I remember thinking like, what the, f-? like <laughs> yeah. really like confused. I had a lot of questions. Didn't make sense to me. Like every Christmas movie you watch when you're seven, yeah. like whatever you want to happen on Christmas Eve at like 11 PM is like this huge miracle. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll just go for it. I would like Molly and I want all Molly's stuff and Molly didn't show up. So, you know, looking back now, very obvious as to what happened there. But um, it, yeah, I remember like that was a big deal, but, but I think the bigger deal for me was that for the next six or seven or eight months, I remained really, really into American Girl dolls and like fantasizing about like which ones I would buy and what I would buy. And it was a really big deal for me. Wow. Did you want Molly because you are Molly? Yes. I wanted Molly. I had glasses. I still have glasses. I'm looking at the catalog now. Molly just like, so American Girl doll today like, I didn't really care about their stories so much, you know? So American Girl Doll today was kind of like getting Molly because she looked like Molly because she mm. had brown hair. And so I was, ex- I was like fine with not getting Molly um, when I got the American Girl Doll today, but I wanted Molly because her story was like the least boring. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, I, I will not pretend like, oh yeah, I was like, super into the history and I love learning about, like I liked seeing what they got for their birthdays and what they did for Christmas. And that was kind of it. So, 
I was a real materialistic, stuck up little bee, and I was like, don't really care about Felicity, seems sort of stuck up, like high neck dress, Kirsten sort of boring on a boat for a long time, but like Molly had a good story, Molly had like a more relatable story, like she listened to the radio a lot, and I knew what the radio was, and you know, it was stuff that I was like, this isn't super foreign, like they had a telephone in their house, and I think- in 2020, you realize like, oh, like when I read this book and I actually took it out for this. Episode, oh my gosh. But when I took out my Molly's surprise book, which is her Christmas book, I was trying to figure out when it was printed and it was printed in 1986. So I was really into this like 10 years after it came out, but like 1986 and like the late 40s are not super different in terms of like what our houses looked like. Mm-hmm. So like, I think in 1986, we would have been like, oh, it's very different. But now knowing what we have now and everyone has an iPhone and like there was something super relatable about Molly um, that I liked as as like a kid in the 90s. I think it reminded me of like pictures I had seen about of my mother and it reminded me of like my grandmother's house or whatever. But everyone else I found super boring. So I was like, I'm only into like the cool stories. Anyone who can talk on the phone is my friend. (laughs) <laughs> I'm 100% with you as a babysitter club reader. Like the fact that what's her name had a dedicated phone line. I was like, if only yeah. like, I'd love to hop on a call, chat about nothing for a long time. This is another difference between Allison and I. It's like nightmare for Allison to do that. Like, <laughs> don't call her on the phone. It's not going to happen. Even <laughs> if it's me. Um, although we do talk sometimes, but uh, I think there's a really interesting juxtaposition in what you're saying about your relationship to American Girl in terms of like buying things or like trying to interact with the stuff of it that with Santa, there is this trend of like, guess what's in my head. Like that's what you're trained to believe. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to communicate anything to Santa. He knows like he could be the founder of the surveillance state. Really hard to say. Right. Or like maybe you met him in the grocery store today. He was that old guy with the beard and the twinkle in his eye. Like that's Santa. Like that's all movies were telling us. So of course I was like, yeah, obviously. He'll know what's in your head. Whereas with the catalog, I think you are more empowered to sit down and say, this is what I want. Yeah. And it's really kind of like you go directly to the source. Now, whether you get that stuff is another story entirely, because we know a lot of people for whom the catalog was like the end of the road and in some ways was enough. It's just like the fantasy of this stuff is enough. You don't actually need it. Yeah. You know, so I don't know where you fall on that. It's funny. Like I... I'm looking at the catalog right now. I'm looking at the Bitty Baby page. And I'm just trying to remember that mindset of like, I wasn't even a doll kid growing up. I didn't even like dolls, which is I think what my parents like still kind of make fun of me about now. Like I was just so taken by the trend that I was like, I have to have this stuff. Like I had no desire to play with it. It was more, and I, and I look at these pictures now and remember like how long I wanted it for like how much I wanted it for how long I wanted it. Like this Mm. went on for a really long time. I wonder if I talk to my mom and I'm like, Hey, how long was I obsessed with American girl dolls? She'd be like two and a half months. But like for me, (laughs) it seemed, it was definitely a full year. It just seemed like this was a thing that I like did not stop thinking about for like a long time. And so the acquiring of this stuff was not really so much about the stuff. It was about, about being able to, I think, participate in that, sort of like social thing that had just sort of landed, 
you know, in the backyard of elementary school. And like all you look everywhere and all of a sudden everyone has an $82 doll, especially where I grew up, which I grew up in like a very kind of upper middle class New York suburb, New York city suburb. And it was just like, it was not weird for, for a birthday to come along and for a kid to get the doll plus like two books worth of stuff. And Mm. I think my parents hated it (laughs) for that reason. But I think I was just like, I want to buy something that's so expensive. Like I want to own something this expensive. Like that would feel really life changing to me. I know better now. I I was going to say that feels like a really Leo vibe, Leo energy (laughs) that you're bringing, but I'm a Sagittarius similar, but Leo rising so you're kind of on it. Leo, um, apparently your rising is whatever you present to people that you don't you know go. very well. So I feel like you just got you just got me on that. Fair <laughs> enough. Sure. So of all the trends, all the things you could get from the 90s, I'm talking, I'm coming at you with Tamagotchi. Yeah. Pods, <laughs> Did <everything>. it all. <laughs> Polly Pockets. No. What is the trend that you most actually loved leaning into and the one that you most regret like having anyone spend money on? on your behalf. I regret people buying me American Girl doll stuff. Um, I regret that. I regret that because I wish I had just learned a lesson earlier in life that was just like buying this. I mean, it's like what the lesson, like buying this thing won't make you happy. I know better now as someone who spends their own money on stuff because the things that I buy, I actually have confirmed it makes me happy. In addition to being a person who like doesn't like who participates in other aspects of life to find fulfillment. Like the things that I spend my money on now, it's like, I'm not buying like a $40 thing, especially in my thirties, just because my friend has it. And like, she says it's great. And I'm not like, Hmm, I don't need one, but like, I bet if I get it, like something will feel different internally. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly had a ton of fun with beanie babies, like beanie babies. I like loved collecting them I loved pretending that by this year I would be like a millionaire because I had all the rare ones and also they were just inexpensive enough that I feel like it would justify you know a Christmas present or it being in the stocking or a birthday present from a friend or a grandparent but I think about the ratio of of how much I obsessed and how much I begged and how much I whined for American Girls All Stuff against how much I actually played with it and enjoyed it. And it wasn't just like, oh, I got this dress. Uh, Okay, what else do I need? Like, I need to get this. I need to get that. So my regret is that I didn't just like find joy in in playing and and Mm. having fun with the doll. And instead it became like, well, now I only have one American Girl doll and like the other Caroline Mm. has all of them. And that, you know, now it's like not good enough. So I think it reminds me of a time when you're just like so young and you don't know, you know, you don't know yet that like buying a thing isn't going to change anything about you. Um, mm-hmm. And so the things that you end up asking for or spending your money on um, aren't even things that make you happy. They're just things that you assume are going to like change your life. So I know that's a roundabout answer. And I know this is an American girl mm-hmm. pa- uh, uh, podcast. I mean, American girl for <laughs> sure, like gives me a feeling that like looking at a picture of a beanie baby does not, I think it really like <laughs> meant something to me. And I've carried that like, part of nostalgia with me into the rest of my no, life. But, like it's very yeah. specific. I, I respect what you're saying though, because I think a lot of it for me was not so much about the material culture of it per se, like you're saying, having the stuff, but 
kind of for me, it was a gateway drug in a way it wasn't for you to history and storytelling that Mm -hmm. has become really important to my life in a way that has nothing to do with American Girl. Um, But, you know, this is kind of the origin point or gateway drug that got me there. So this stuff can kind of remind you of it. Um, But yeah, I get it. I mean, it's a good idea. It's a good lesson to learn that like things can't make you happy, but seemingly like we keep getting movies that make that point. So I guess it hasn't like landed yet or (laughs) people want to hear this idea over and over again. It's just so funny. I'm looking at the baby page now and I'm just remembering that specific feeling of like, this will be great. Like this, this will change me. So maybe the stuff wasn't life changing for you, but we did ask you to prepare. To oh, play I'm ready. Game with us, and we hope this will be life changing. This is so good. I hope so. We first want to give a major shout out to whoever Lily Maiden is. I don't know you, but you've created a Flickr account in which you've scanned entire catalogs from the nineties from American girl. And we will make this link available. This person (laughs) should be given an award by the library of Congress gavel. Love her. I don't know you, ma'am, but we love you. Thank (laughs) you for your service. And so what we tasked you to do, Allison, do you want to go over the ground rules of what we're doing? Oh, sure. There are not many. I will just also (laughs) add, we did not scan these ourselves because for scale, look at how much bigger this magazine is than my head. Hold it up. Oh my God. Oh, wow. It's two Allison heads. It's I it mean, like two. At we're least not, two. We're not big people, but um, <laughs> like if you remember these being larger than life, it's because they were like right. they're actually like they were en- huge, enormous. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I, I like to imagine that it was like parents, you can't hide this from your child. No, they will see it. It's humongous, um, no. for sure. So we had a few different challenges for you. One of which was both easier and harder than I thought it would be in kind of going back and looking at prices because, you know, inflation, stagflation, like the world has and has not changed. We first wanted to ask you to spend $100 arbitrarily in the winter of 1995 catalog. This was before (laughs) any of us sweet angels knew about the Olympics. Yeah, didn't know about the Olympics. We didn't know about the 96th Olympics. We didn't have Beyonce yet. So like no, the world was just very different and we've handed you a hundred dollars. It's all we had. It's all, it's all, all we, we knew. Had. Yeah, <laughs> it's all we knew. We've all been handed a hundred dollars <laughs> in this holiday 1995 catalog shop till you drop or you spend a hundred bucks. Yeah. Where did you take this cash in this catalog? So I knew exactly where I was going and it was like, <laughs> I was here to honor my eight year old self. I, Look through it at first being like, oh, what I think would be cool or like what, but I wanted to put myself back in the mindset of like me being eight, which was like, you know, just kind of incredible time. Um, I wanted so badly Molly's school desk and Oof. her school bag and supplies. So the school desk though, $65. And when you have a hundred dollars to spend, that like cuts into kind of a chunk. Mm-hmm. And so I almost ditched the school desk and just kept, cause I loved her messenger bag. And she had this little notebook that had like one of those plastic um, pencil cases that like go in the whole, you know, and there's a report card and like, very cool. And I think at the time, like also, Yes, we didn't have the Olympics and we didn't, you know, have Beyonce, but we also didn't have the internet. So it's not like we could go on Pinterest and like be like, hey, you could just take a file card and like make a report card. 
Like, why are <laughs> yeah. you spending $15 on this? And our parents, I mean, my mom's not super crafty and neither is my dad. And it's not like my parents were like, oh, I'll just Google like how to <laughs> like, I don't know, or, you know, or like, or like we didn't have Amazon. Like, oh, you can actually just buy this like messenger bag for a doll for like eight bucks. You know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. at the time, Different it's time. like, this is the only messenger bag for a doll that exists. I have to have it. It's $25. I will mow the lawn. And my mom's like, you're not mowing the lawn. I'd be like, I will do something else. And then that's all I wanted. So I picked the school desk and the school bag and supplies. And you can't have one without the other, I fear. And so I went with both putting us at 85. Then there's only 15 dollars left and then I got sort of nervous because I remembered the other Molly outfit that I always wanted to buy which was her raincoat and her hat uh from Molly's surprise and her little boots I also had a um someone gave me an American Girl doll bathrobe like a fleece bathrobe that is the exact uh probably from like eighth or ninth birthday that is the exact um Ugh, like fabric of the Molly goes to camp, like her bunk bed thing situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that picture, when I looked through this catalog, it like, I could like feel that bathrobe on me. Um, oh. So with $15 left, assuming um, shipping is not a part of the hundred dollars that I would have to spend. I went with the umbrella and rain boots Um, which is $14 and I have $1 left over. Wow. And a living spree. I really went on a, I was just like, and I really thought about it too. I really was like, I don't know. I, but I, but I tried to say like, okay, what's the, the umbrella seems like luxe to me. So the fact that it would be, uh, $14 with a pair of rain boots feels like I'm just stealing it. And, um, yeah, I just really feel like you can't have the, the desk without the supplies and vice versa. So I thought, you know, if that's a package, I have to get it. I agree. What, what did you guys pick? Allison, do you want to go first? I feel like I'm flexing too hard, but I had the book bag. That was <gasps> one of the... What? And it's kind of like as good as you think it is. Or really? Was. Yeah, it really was. I'll send you a picture. Um, that so, makes me really happy. I'm glad I had good taste as a child. It was good. Okay. Um, I mean, really. It's interesting when you were talking because um, where I grew up in, like we're, we're from New England, we used to go to New Hampshire all the time, which is sort of like the king state of like knockoff things for dolls. I don't like, I'm kind of more into doll culture. So there were entire cottage industries of women who did exactly what you're saying, which is they made exact copies of this stuff at like a third of the price or they yeah. sold patterns. So my mom would buy the patterns or she would copy stuff that we saw at the stores. Um, So Molly's like school bag was like a rare, like I had the real one. Um, Wow. Because that's really special. It was cool. Yeah. And like, I'm really like, I'm not, I feel like I'm bragging about a really weird thing. It's like exactly (laughs) as good as you think it was. I added to the report card because I was like, (gasps) okay, it's a new quarter. So you could write in. Um, and when Molly would go to school, I would like add in little entries, like if she was doing well or not. Cause like, you know, she's, she's plucky. Um, wow. so depending on your latitude, I made two different schemes. One of which is if I'm allowed to go over by a dollar, but I'll tell you okay. what it works. So 
I'm buying the $65 bunk bed for the modern American girls because that was my dream to own the modern style with like the bright colors because it looks like a full house bed. Yes, it looks like a full house. Do you have a page number? Let me get in there. I'm going to have to pull up page numbers. Um, So if you go all the way down to the section and we'll post links to this for listeners, that's like the modern ish American girl where everything is kind of like purple. Um, That is uh, like the 66, right? Page 66. Like the very dynamic, um, very like modern looking. Yeah, very like Saved by the Bell. Totally. I was just going to say Saved by the Bell. Yes. Big time. And here's why my scheme works. Because I also want the Felicity Christmas Ground and Stomacher because I think it's the classiest outfit in this entire catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, because I'm thinking futures, I also want the $14 St. Lucia wreath for Kirsten. So, like, quick math, I go over by a dollar. But here's why it's not a problem. When I get <laughs> the bunk bed which is $65. I get 10 grin pins because I'm participating in the modern American girl program. I sell those grin pins for a dollar a piece to my friends. Now I'm actually $9 <laughs> ahead. So okay. wow. I'm that also, works. I'm also buying the St. Lucia wreath for Kirsten. When we covered Kirsten episodes, like you know, there are great panics in American history. We kind of caused like a panic run on Kirsten content on eBay. Like we talked about buying Kirsten stuff and people were like, you can't get it now. Like it's not on eBay. It's not on Etsy. Like people our age who have money are like, screw it. I'm spending the $50. I'm buying it. So this is like a, a futures investment. It was $14 in 1995. You can spend a cool 50 on that now. Oh wow. wow! So it's like your retirement plan, is what you're saying. <laughs> it's yeah, like, this is like the be- what we thought Beanie Babies were going <laughs> to. I was going to say, was this like your princess die Beanie yeah. Baby? Yeah, that one. But, I did, uh, for sure. Wow! Wow! Actually, do you want to hear a really quick story? That yes. is okay. So my mom took me and all my friends to see 101 Dalmatians for my ninth birthday in the theaters. Um, and as a goodie bag, she instead of candy or anything, she got everybody the Dalmatian Beanie Baby. Um, oh, and she took the tags off of all <gasps> of them because she didn't want to like give the price tag on the goodie bag. And I burst into tears. And one of my friends like hit my mom on the shoulder and was like, good going, Mrs. Moss. <laughs> like, like real like <laughs> sitcom. Um, oh. yeah. and my mom still like rolls her eyes at me about that to that day. But yes, I think, wow. I think that's kind of, I think the Beanie Baby thing is like, everyone had so many because everyone was like, I'm going to sell them when they're like really rare. But like they became rare when they were still totally in production, which is like <laughs> yeah. not a thing. Uh, so I feel like with American Girl Doll, I think people just don't realize that, that it's not about Beanie Baby specifically being rare. It's about like <laughs> good stuff from another era in in good condition is hard to come by but you have to wait for like 30 years to figure out what is actually rare rather than like announcing when a princess diabetes baby comes out that it's rare <laughs> and <laughs> and still producing like as many of them as the others so i mean who in this world doesn't have like an incredibly good condi- incredible condition princess diana because they told us to keep it in good condition right. that's why everyone i mean like there's no su- demand because the supply is too high anyway i was just thinking about that but like that makes sense to me that on ebay all these like 
accessories would be going for a lot more than 14 bucks. I mean, inflation aside. Totally with you. Totally with you. So it makes sense and it's on character that Allison's picks would be very thoughtful and future oriented <laughs> and mine are purely emotion based and come from a deep state of panic for my life right now. Um, so what I'm cho- choosing to get, my grand total came in at $99.90. I'm getting Felicity's guitar purely oh. just because I want it. I always wanted that. That never is cool. got it. I think it's rad. I play guitar not well, but you know, I would just like to have it, look at it, and then probably lose interest in it. Mm-hmm. I want the American girl, like real person sized Molly sweater, which is on that's cool. I don't know what page that is, 58. And that's 30, that's gonna set me back $36. But just know <laughs> I am practically the size of a 12-year-old girl, like height-wise. <laughs> So I feel like I could pull this off and possibly wear this to work slash out and about. Okay. Like, so I'm just throwing that out there and I'll buy my own beret. I'm not paying $10 for the American Girl beret. Sure. That's That's fair. No, that you have to have a boundary. You have to have a boundary. (laughs) Thank you. That's my, that's my like boundary point. My safe word with this catalog is beret. Um, (laughs) And my next move is really going to take me to the, like the girl of today section because that was okay. actually my favorite section of the catalog. Really? Yeah, I really love that because I was like, okay, first of all, let me just point out two bonkers or three things in this catalog I find strange and thought provoking <laughs> and what might haunt my dreams later today. One, um, this is not in the new girl section. There is an item in Felicity section called plantation play. Just going to pause on that. Um, oh in 1995. God. American Girl was totally cool calling an item plantation play. Mm-hmm. And it's items that she would have played with on her grandfather's plantation. O-M-G. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Whoa. So that's on page 10. Um, oh, boy. So that's just something I paused on. Second point. Yikes. She's just like you. You're a part of history, too. The girl who looks like me doll section, which is on page 64. This to me now as an adult, like the eugenics jump out. But at the time, it's like, I <laughs> guess this made sense. I remember being like so drawn in by this, like, whoa, I could get a doll that looks like me. I don't Does know it, why. No, me too. Like, it doesn't I don't look know, like you. It doesn't look like me. <laughs> it doesn't look like anybody. It looks like a Nazi. <laughs> it, it's just like there's so there's something going on here that's just like wild to me. And now here's the one that's going to probably offend you. And like, I understand if you need to take a beat on this. <laughs> I find Biddy Baby to be somewhat off-putting and alarming and they kind of play into this like my fears about bitty baby in this catalog because there's images of like real babies mm. with yes. bitty babies I'm trying to find the page that like made me do a double take because it's like an actual baby looking at a bitty baby and i was like which one's for sale like it's I like don't... that batman meme where they're both yes at and you're other. like <laughs> and you're like what's happening yeah <laughs> babies are in the 70s but i don't see a real baby i just see biddies in the maybe 1990s. it's in the other Maybe it's in the other one. So the other one, the Biddy Baby content was exceptionally strange, 1992. So just to circle back and finish off my list, I'm also getting Molly's Craft book, which is $5.95 because, listen, we're all at home. I'm practically a mommy blogger without children. Um, (laughs) At this point, I will try any craft, I guess. I don't really know. I really, really want the AG team jacket. It's on page. Ah, hold on. 
I think I had it. I think I owned it. I think I owned the one for you the did? I honestly think I did because I look at that and I'm like, I remember the sensation of wearing it. The other thing is I could have not had it and I could have truly just fantasized about it so much that I convinced myself. Okay. That's, that how, I had that's where wore. I'm at with it. Okay. I know. I don't think I ever owned this because I feel like I would have remembered this. Right. I think I just wanted it that badly and it never happened. It honestly so could be. But here's the thing. I'm going to pause on that because I feel like that costs like $68 and that would blow my whole budget. I wasn't really willing to go there. (laughs) Instead, I'm going to buy myself the invest, which is going to set me back $28. Okay. And it's a kind of weird, some might say lesbianic vest for, you know, it has like a plaid motif. You can wear ring pins on it. I feel like I can pull off a vest. Like I wear vests in my day to day life. I wear saddle shoes. Like I'm sort of Molly grown up is my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, Molly with different life choices is sort of like my oeuvre. So sure. I feel like the vest could work for me. And I put the jacket on sort of like a layaway plan or I do what I once <laughs> read Justin Timberlake did. I read once, I don't know if this is true. Justin Timberlake, I think it was an interview with him, was trying to flex about how much money he had. So he brought the interviewer with him to his home and he was like, you see that painting on the wall? And the interviewer's like, it's a painting. I don't know. He's like, do you know who that's by? And the guy was like, again, not sure. And he's like, it's some artist. He was like, yeah, um, my friend and I both went 50, 50 on this painting. So it spends a week on my wall. And then I take it to his house for a week. <laughs> Somehow this seems like, very in character. I was like, this story is not telling the story you think it's telling. <laughs> it's 100% on brand. Yeah. Um, we're doing our Patreon episode this month on Open Book by Jessica Simpson, which also has some revealing anecdotes yes. about him. I did that. Um, I listened to it on Aud- Audible and I loved it. it so Oh my God. So good. But yeah, so maybe like I could find a friend to go halvesies with me on the jacket. That's the dream <laughs> or one arm is now. yours and you just kind of like tuck in with your pal. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, sometimes Allison and I say we're just like two historians in a trench coat. So I, guess <laughs> I, love, just, you know, I love that. Two historians in a team jacket. That's my amazing. last, my last piece of budget is going to the books entitled simply help, um, which yeah. is going to cost me four ninety five. Wait, which to- one? It's called Help. Oh yeah, Help. 71. Yes. It's like their advice book. Yes. I ha- I had I definitely had help. My mom just sort of thrusted a bunch of these in my face when I was 10. And I had that, also that pages and pages and pockets was a book I had that I enjoyed which is sort of like yes. it's a diary but I could never keep a diary cuz I always ended up lying to it because I didn't think my life was that exciting. Yep. I just want to flag something so that brings me to $99.90. Nice. <laughs> But I do want to flag what I think is the strangest item in this catalog, which is the slumber party kit, which I found to be truly terrifying. That's on page, what is this, 69? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, for listeners at home, what we're looking at, the description is, become a slumber party pro. A nylon zip kit with a glow-in-the-dark logo holds everything you need for slumber party fun. Here's what it has. It has a brush slash mirror folding thing, a toothbrush. You're like, okay, flashlight. (laughs) Then you get microwave popcorn, fine. Then we get confetti soap. Which sounds like Mm. a parent's nightmare. Yeah. Like what? Who is that for? How is that being used? Like, (laughs) also, why do you need the bag to glow in the dark? Like, where are you going that you need like a flashlight (laughs) and a glow in the dark bag? And you get a tip sheet on basically how to be at a sleepover. 
which is kind of like alarming to me on a lot of levels where it's like, I just wonder about the desired like customer for this item. Also, like I will own what's influencing this is that I found slumber parties so stressful as a kid. So it's like, cause I'm an insomniac. So like going yeah. somewhere and not sleeping is not fun, but mm-hmm. this was, you didn't have the kid. Item. Like- I didn't have the confetti soap. Had I had the confetti soap. Yeah. You really didn't like prepare. You didn't have your magic star washcloth. I didn't have my tip sheet. Imagine like showing up at like a view, like a bachelor viewing night and you're like, guys, I brought my tip sheet. <laughs> Just like a super okay. casual event. Okay. So like my friends did have some of these. And so we had the klutz. Like, do you remember the klutz kids? Uh-huh. It was like yep. nails oh, God, and those yeah. kinds of things. And so like to me going back and rereading like those sections, even the vest, like I also wore a lot of vests and I wasn't like an adorable child by that point. I was like kind of awkward. And like, to me, this catalog reminds me of self-esteem culture of the early to mid nineties where like people told me like, you look good in that vest. Like the people, <laughs> yeah. who ultimately, like, the people who do ultimately matter in your life, like parents and loved ones and like cherished, like, you know, people who cared for you, like babysitters. But then you look back and you're like, this was self-esteem culture where it was like, we're trying to keep these girls in a way, like still young, right? And still awkward and kind of like innocent. Like that's how I kind of read a lot of this content. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, you don't know how to navigate a sleepover. So here's a toolkit or like, no, you don't know anything about clothes. Here's something that will kind of keep like, like years of attractiveness at bay. Like that's kind of how it's like, you'll feel good about yourself. You won't look amazing, but like, you'll feel it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. There was something very, um, it was like a a counteracted like 17 magazine for me in a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like I got American girl doll magazine because I loved American girl doll. But like at the same time I was also like, Oh, I, I would like die to read, you know, YM or, or, 17 or whatever and I would do it sort of in tandem and you would look at like 17 and it would be like all about your period and about like embarrassing like yourself in front of a boy but then all the American girls that like mimicked the same kind of stuff it was like right in with your questions and it was like I get I get really nervous like every time a teacher calls on me in class like what do I do and like for some reason I took both of those things in as like things I needed to know about like I was not I was not aware that the American Girl Doll was like trying to keep me young because I thought it was so cool. Like they really did like a really cool job, like a really good job at like convincing me that like this was just as edgy or important (laughs) as like the teen magazines. Yeah. And I think like they also did through marketing or whatever, a really strong job of not only telling you to stay in your lane as a nine-year-old, like don't aspire to read 17 when you're nine, but also like creating the lane itself. Like these are the things Mm -hmm. nine-year-olds care about. And here's how you can like be interested in that and not aspire to the next, whatever it is. Yes. Now, what was your splurge? Like if you had to, or wanted to, because we looked at another catalog, an earlier catalog, which now I'm grateful was Bitty Baby Heavy, which I didn't even know would be significant for you. Um, yeah, the bitty baby was so important to me. And I look at it now and I'm like, I, like I said, I can feel it like sends off something in me, but like looking at it now, I'm like, what was I, what did I want this for? (laughs) Like, what was this about? Like, what was this about? Truly? It wasn't like, Oh, Caroline loved dolls. 
it was, I don't know what this was for. Like, I do not know what my obsession with it was. I don't know if it first came from like, oh, these are half as much as the American Girl doll. So maybe I'll just like throw myself into this and have a better chance of getting one. But like, mm. I wasn't a doll person. I didn't like playing with them. I think I, I, yeah, it was just like a status thing. So, I mean, my splurge was obviously a bitty baby item because <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I, I had to, to, to honor, you know, all the things I didn't get. And like, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> at the end, but her, uh, the bitty baby wagon is, is $16. <laughs> so I, I thought it wasn't a splurge. So I thought, you know what? I'll just take everything in the, in the baby bag, the sunny day playset. Um, so like (laughs) there is all of this gingham floral blocks and a, and an outfit and like a a mini bear that had the same outfit on. And then you could also buy the bucket hat, I think. Uh, and then all the play blocks and just like that whole set, like bitty babies, bitty babies out for a a jaunt in her wagon. (laughs) That's what I wanted. This is so traumatizing to me. This is the one where it's like there are real babies in the bassinet. And yes. It's like, what are we buying here? Like, what's happening? Here? Yeah. Who is this? Who's in charge? Like, where's yeah, the adult? The, where's the parents? <laughs> yeah. Like, is the baby being paid? Like, what's what's is going on? The year I definitely found out um, that like Christmas wasn't what I thought it was. Uh, there was the year after I got the American girl locker. So like there was one year that I wanted the locker. It was a hundred dollars. And my parents were like, absolutely not like no way. Like you can ask Santa. And I was definitely on the verge at that point. I was like in fifth grade maybe. And I'm the oldest. So there was no older sibling to like get in my head early on. Mm. Um, and I finally was just like, I couldn't really decide, but I put it on my list anyway. And it was under the tree. And I was like, that's, Santa's real. Like my parents would never, they would never get this. So I was convinced. And so the locker I think was like a thing I was looking for, but I didn't, I don't think it came till later. And that's like something I wish I came in intact, uh, that, that I wish I'd kept intact. Um, mm. but yeah, I, I realized the bitty baby was the thing I needed to, uh, I needed, I needed to have this yeah, weird babies. ass like motherly babies, babies yeah <laughs> all the babies it's very strange very strange allison what and, was your splurge well i was just gonna say we do have uh listeners who are on a, a younger scale and they listen with their moms and just to clarify what you were saying like that confirmed that santa was real for you right yes I was wow. just kind of, I was just like, Samantha was also like checking in with me. So, um, well, that's realized- because my parents said they definitely would never buy it for me. And I know that they didn't. So <laughs> I was, so. so I stopped asking after that story. No, it's out, great. I guess. So this catalog, when you mentioned that you were kind of like excited by the Molly slicker, yeah. I didn't realize how much the cover of this affected me because it's a young girl reading Molly with her Molly in a slicker. Um, so my mother and I made her a rain outfit and a rain hat, but I always really loved like that look for myself. And now that I'm kind of looking again at the catalog, it's sort of like the Gorton's Fisherman meets like Main yep. Street USA. But I love the rain it's like so a nice cool. umbrella. Yeah. It's a beautiful look and it's incredibly expensive. The other stuff that I was really taken in on that I was like, I would drop a lot of coin for this. We're covering Samantha next. And I mm-hmm. love her muff. Like I love her. Winter <gasps> the look. muff. Yeah. The muff, the jacket and her Victorian valise, which she absolutely like, it's like, she's like doctoring on the upper East side. 
Uh-huh. Like, you don't need that, but I want it now. Yeah. So that's my splurge. I'm into it. Samantha's winter look is very Blair Waldorf. 100%. It's stunning. Yeah. It's like Blair Waldorf meets True Beverly Hills. And <laughs> yeah, and that bag is something that I would wear now. It's very funny to see like, oh, right, this is how fashion. Because there's also like a Molly dress with like ruffled sleeves that would look very cool now. if like Draper James met it, uh, made it or something. 100%. Like it very preppy. I love the winter look with the boots and the buttons. Oh, iconic. So good. Like it looks comfy. It looks nice. It does. Like, it looks like she's protected with like the right amount of wool, the right amount of gaiters. Like mm-hmm. I, I would drop $300 on that. Love that. Oh God. <laughs> I'm on page 31 and my item is actually a Samantha item. Surprisingly, I'm getting her elegant velvet cape, not <gasps> wool cape. Ooh. I want the velvet cape, which they say is for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would wear this as, you know, like day wear. I mean, to me, this is like the velvet cape is like Stevie Nicks energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to welcome into my life for jury duty, for a walk down the street. You know, at this point, I've been inside so long that I've lost all sense of tone or range of appropriateness. Uh-huh. I wrote an article yesterday that said this is going to eliminate workplace culture of like expectations of certain kinds of clothes are appropriate for work Mm -hmm. um maybe i'll take that in a different direction so instead of everyone showing up in sweatpants like i show up in this (laughs) yeah i think that that's the way to do it thank you for sure (laughs) i love that that's a really good one thank you i'm looking through now and i'm like did i not splurge enough and i'm like if you see something that you want to flex on, I think, for it. you know what? I honestly, I like my bitty baby. I think I would have been really happy with it, but I also really liked, weirdly loved everything about Molly except her treasures and collections set. Mm-hmm. And that, and when it came to that, I preferred Samantha's. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked her like four post bed and the little like washing thing. And I think if I were a real rich kid, I would have just, and I knew that it was a possibility. I would have just asked for, the birthday present of all of Samantha's treasures collection topping like wow. 300 bucks and, and knowing that someone would be able to pull through, but I think I knew better. <laughs> I think I knew yeah. better. I mean, yeah, I love that. Oh yes. So I think our last challenge was we were supposed to buy something for a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with that? So the dress I mentioned Molly's it's Molly's birthday dress and I really like it on the doll, obviously, but I think I like it most, like I said, in the in the American Girl doll, sort of like make your outfits, uh, make their outfits your size or whatever. And I think I would buy <laughs> the birthday sundress for my cousin, Caitlin, who um, is one of my best friends, but also like as a kid, she's three years older than me and kind of like always knew which direction I should be taking my doll mm stuff in and like would tell me like what all the older girls were asking for and what all the older girls were getting. And I remember that she really loved Molly's birthday set, um, which was like mm. a picnic, I think. Um, it. and it's like a nice little meal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, right. It's like her, her table and there's like a lot of like color, but it's also very, it's very fifties, which again is then nineties and is now very today. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that I remember her wanting the table and all the place settings, especially, but I also think she w- would like the dress. So I'm going to get her the dress into it. I love it. Very into it. I think that's a great gift. It's not too late. You it's not I mean? too late. I know. And, right. I could just, 
like that's a pattern I should find and just like make it myself during this quarantine situation. Just put myself. Do to you work. make clothes? No, I would learn. I assume I have enough time. <laughs> I assume that by the time I get out, I could be like a famous designer if I really wanted to. That kind of level of ambition, like that, is such Leo energy, and I respect that. <laughs> Are you a Leo? Time. And I would tell you I'm not. I don't act like a Leo, but people in my life, Allison just rolled her eyes, would say that's wrong. I I merely moved a, a slight askance and <laughs> Allison, what's your yeah. sign? I'm a Virgo in four houses. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm it's- a sad Leo ri- rising. There's no <laughs> no hiding. <laughs> no. No. So what, difficult. So what did you you go with? So we have most recently been reading the Addie books and okay. looking back at these catalogs was kind of cool because sort of famously Pleasant Company and then Mattel got rid of a lot of the Addie accessories and a lot of the Addie components over time. Like they've stopped carrying them, which is unfortunate. And looking back, like a thing I've been looking at a lot is I love the Addie bonnet. So if I were to buy something for like a friend's doll, um, I would buy Mary the Addie bonnet because I also think it's versatile. So she could put it on any doll when she finally Mm -hmm. rescues them from their place of hiding at her parents' home. Yeah, Um, But I also love that this comes with like objects that would have been both like sacred and profane to her, like the coin, the gourd. And I think it's just like a nice, like beautiful little kit. Mm -hmm. And it comes with the cowrie shell, which is really significant and kind of a great Addy piece. Mm. I also feel like that hat could just go really well with like a lot of different outfits. And Mary has a really small head. So like it could fit her. So like I was trying to think of all the possibilities. Do you think this Um, is like wedding wear? Can I wear that to my wedding? I do. I, I also think you have like, to. Yeah. Caroline, wow. please. I'm like, really. let's. You're taking this to a place. Like, now <laughs> Allison will, like, literally show up at my wedding with this and be like, surprise. Something <laughs> Allison, borrowed, do it. Something new. <laughs> oh, I have boy. a friend who, like, they fit into their American Girl, like, jacket from teenage youth years. No. And honestly, like, it looks really good. And the first time I saw it, I was like, are you for real with this? And they still had grin pins on it. They still had like the whole gear. And I think like enough people would assume it's like an ironic piece of apparel. It looks good. Like the the costume has held up. Uh-huh. That's what I would get you. I would get you something that's kind of like evocative of our recent journey. Like now that I know you want the cape, I would get you the cape or the coat. Thank but you. I also am like pushing you in a doll direction. I like that. That's, Thank you. You know, that's the story of great friendships. People push <laughs> and grow and we'll hopefully also buy you a jacket. Yeah. Um, mine started off in a really bitter place. I'll just say that. I was going to take my pick in the opposite direction okay. um, because I was really triggered when I saw that you can buy board games because mm. when I was around the age of getting American Girl stuff, um, I had somebody come to my birthday party who was like the rich girl in town, also the meanest girl in town. And she bought me Chinese checkers that I returned with my grandmother to Ames. This is a 90s story. Yeah. Um, Ames doesn't exist anymore. And literally the woman was like, oh, this costs um, 99 cents. And she got it 50% off or something like that. Like long story short, this person spent 50 cents. And then came to my party and was mean to me. And my grandmother turned to me and was like, this girl is dead to me. <laughs> so when I saw the board game, I was like, I want to buy this for her now and be like, 
just send it to her with no note and it's like let like let the real games begin like let it but it's like in a sense like that's where the pandemic has left me is like why am I trying to write some kind of second grade wrong like this is insane so then I was like okay that's wrong don't do that so instead of what I'm definitely going to buy is Felicity's Wintertime Entertainment for $22 for Allison because she ordered them as a child and they never arrived. Oh, no. So I want to write that wrong because it feels like a better use of karma. Than, yeah. You know. Let her have her board game. You can't yeah. get them. You can't get them. Like, that's the reality. Like, not, you can't get some of there. these weird things for less than like 60, 70 bucks. Wow. Um, I've tried. It's hard. That AG8 ebay market is a challenge it is to find like really good stuff i'm like looking now because i'm so curious yeah it's crazy i'm glad i stepped away from that my first move <laughs> i f- i want to blame michael jordan for that i'm watching that documentary and it's yeah like michael my husband jordan is too and is it's like the pettiest person of yep. all time yep. yep and i feel like that seeped into my core when yeah. i first found to read the catalog so i'm glad i rejected that but it is a wild series. I don't know if you've seen it or your husband was watching it. I have it, but he has, and he keeps telling me like how crazy it is. It's insane. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much, but it's insane. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, wow. The eBay market is hopping. Maybe we should all be making some moves now for retirement. I don't know. I keep saving all of my like New Yorker magazines and like like other things that I think will be like relics of this time sort of beanie baby minded of me. But I figure like, this is, you know, if I haven't learned my lessons in the nineties, what am I going to learn my lessons? This is the stuff that (laughs) in like 50 years, someone's going to need. So might as well. Do you think based on your earlier tweet or people have sent it to us in the form of Instagram and Twitter. So I can't remember where it originated. Yeah. Twitter. About your, um, your COVID American Girl doll, do you think we would actually get American Girl will actually someday make a pandemic doll? I think if American Girl keeps growing, I think like at the end of our lives, if it's still like a thing, we will see, you know, oh, this is from like 70 years ago when like grandma, <laughs> when grandma had to buy all that Lysol. Like this is, oh, this is when grandma stopped like sharing sips of water with us. Um, Yeah, I think, I totally think, I mean, this will be, you know, this will be sort of historic. Like this is kind of the most historic thing to happen since like 9-11 and maybe they won't, I don't know that, like that would be a really weird, there's no like, uh, no, I can see them doing like a, like a early 2000s doll that maybe like they're like an army brat or something. Like maybe they have a parent who's. Mm -hmm based somewhere mm-hmm. but like uh i mean there's really nothing huge in the last 20 years so if they do like a girl from the 90s and then a girl from the 2000s i assume they would probably make like a pand- a girl who lived through like a big global health crisis yeah is your selection of accessories has it changed since your original <laughs> tweet or is it the same no it would be exactly the same which i think is is important so it would be a Nintendo Switch, a little Nintendo Switch, because everyone was playing Animal Crossing. It would be like a fake cast iron pan with like a bread thing in it or like live yeast for sourdough. And then it would be like a little thing of Lysol wipes. And I I think that that would stay. And she'll have a mask. At the the time we weren't, the jury was still out on face coverings. Now she will have a face covering for sure. Wow. 
and toilet paper? She won't have it. She won't have it. It will cost a lot of money and it will be like the subject of an entire book where like they. I was going to say, is that like her saves the the day? She somehow like. Yes, she procures like a 24 year old Charmin. (laughs) And that's her big one for sure. Wow. Wow. What a, what a. I mean, I think that book, the series writes itself. I mean, it truly does. We should put you forward to the American girl people and just be like, where's Valerie Tripp these days? Like move over. Like I'm coming in. Yeah. I mean, Hey ladies is a great book. You know, you've, you've already shown you can take this even further than. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it for kids. Maybe I'll do like, Hey girls. And it'll be like an American girl dolls. parody situation i love it um I love it. yeah they'll also have they'll also have a, a whole book where they learn to like do a tiktok dance and I'll, <laughs> I'll be excited about that too i've just gotten into tiktok in the last week it's of great. my life so you're really like i'm, I'm it's hammering that. home for you i love that i just watched a high school boy buy a human-sized hamster ball so and then blow it up with himself inside and then attempt to walk on water by like rolling himself into a nearby creek. <laughs> Look, you know what? The days are long and I'm just happy <laughs> he's just distracting himself, not getting into any trouble. The worst ones are teens who attempt to do like an HDTV makeover of their parents' room and they lead with like, <laughs> there's been this tragedy where they're like, <laughs> my mom, like my mom hasn't cared at all about her space since my dad left a year ago. Oh my like, God. No. She, she went out for a day. So we're totally redoing her room. And it's like, this woman sounds like yeah, she's like, been through enough. <laughs> she like, is traumatized. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need your weird mosaic painted wall. Like, oh in God. Some weird- no. They just want to help. They just want to help. Now they have cribs on there. If you search hashtag cribs, that's really taking me back. And it's like teens giving tours of their rooms. Oh my god, that actually sounds kind of fun. It's good. Okay, maybe I, I'll get into that. That's my fave. Nice. Wow. But anyway, we've gone on a real journey together. <laughs> I love I this. Say. I, I loved it. Say. This was great. I just want to look through these catalogs all day. I like wish I, I want to live in these catalogs. I know. <laughs> Wow. I mean, again, I I want to apologize for my bitterness about the board games, but I just want to blame Michael Jordan. I think that's fair. We have, I think that's totally fair. And we all have a story, you know, (laughs) we don't, we all come with baggage in our little Molly plaid suitcases or wherever. American girl luggage. Yes. In from one of these catalogs. Yeah. Yeah. I can put it in the locker. In the locker. In the locker. Santa, no, ask for, you know, healing and maybe he brings it. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. And, and, and we never know. Oh, the computer was something that was a big deal for me too. Um, yeah. You know what? I, now I'm lost in this cat. Now I'm going to be convinced that I need to buy all of this stuff and and like go scope it out on eBay. You know what? I support you in this. Do it. Like whatever. We all have to be kind to ourselves these days. So whatever you need to feel safe. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. You would not be the first or last to send us pictures of like you with a recently acquired doll during this pandemic. Like perfect. I acquired I acquired Samantha during the pandemic and she arrived in perfect form. Oh my and god. She went through like a sterilization process. So. <laughs> Samantha truly does save the day. Truly. She truly. does. I love it. So do you want to plug anything like Anything and everything you want, go for it. Yeah, I mean, you can listen to my podcast, which is called She Thinks Just Bought It, about the stuff that we bought that changed our lives. And if I had my eight-year-old self on there, I'm sure she'd be, like, really evangelizing, like, I don't know, the American Girl Doll of today. Um, but that comes out on Fridays, every Friday. 
And yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you can find me there. And um, the podcast has an Instagram and it's G thinks just bought it pod. It's excellent. I loved your jeans episode. I take jeans very thank seriously. You. Me too. I'm so glad. Yeah. yeah. Very life-changing. Jeans so are you. important. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. This was yes. so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you get a bitty baby. I hope I do too. I hope. Yeah. I'm going to get the bitty baby Bjorn and start carrying it around my house. Oh my <laughs> Scare everybody else who lives here. Uh, no, this was fun. I'm, I'm literally off to bid on some bitty babies on eBay. Love that for you. Love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. We really appreciate you taking time to share with us in your busy weeks and lives, especially at this kind of crazy time. Yes, we really do appreciate your continued support, and we hope that you enjoyed our conversation with Caroline. After it feels like, you know, much ado, we are moving on to queer icon Samantha Parkington. I really can't wait for this. Honestly, I don't remember anything, but I'm so excited just to kind of dip into her world, see what's going on. You know, is she the queerest AG of all? Is she like a labor icon? Is she, you know, God knows what? I really don't know, but I'm I'm really excited about this. Did Samantha throw the first brick at Stonewall or was that somebody else? <laughs> Were her parents killed on the Titanic? Truly, I have no memory. I mean, maybe? I think they're dead before her books take place. <sighs> wow. I think. But see, but see, this is the excitement. It's like I have the book on my on my desk and I am ready to go. Um, and by the time we reconvene to discuss Samantha, I'm sure we'll have lots more to talk about. We will. I mean, at that point, I hope I'll be married. I mean, I keep like I misjudging so. it as we record, but I think by that point I will actually be married. And, you I know, think so. maybe I'll share some details of my pandemic wedding. We'll see. Um, you know, if that's of interest, maybe not. I'm actually coming as Samantha to your wedding. Excuse me? <laughs> With Excuse the chunky me? bangs. <laughs> I'm going to get a Samantha parking. Oh, my God. Dress. Why don't you come as Kirsten and bring a raccoon and just, like, make it that much, like, increase the stress level by 20 times, please? You know, I think this country could do worse than Kirsten Energy right now. I'll say that. Um, like a Kirsten in the White House no longer sounds like the worst outcome. That is really true. I mean, it's hard to even fathom what could be worse than what we have right now. But, um, I'll give Kirsten, I'll give Kirsten, I almost called her Kirsten. I'll give Kirsten a pass. (laughs) Whew, guess I learned nothing. Um, I'll give her a pass on that. So we'll see. If people have Kirsten hot takes, you know, aside from like the fire she created or started, um, like where should they find you? You can easily find me on Twitter at MaryMahoney123 and on Instagram at Mimi Mahoney. If people want to ask you all kinds of hot takes about Samantha and maybe what you'll be wearing to my, or what you wore, past tense, to my pandemic wedding, where can they find you? Yeah, if you're looking for up-close visuals of the long plaid early 20th century dress I wore to Mary's wedding, you won't see them on my Instagram. Um, But you can follow me at Allison Horrocks, which is also my Twitter handle. And we would love if you would reach out to us at American Girls Podcast on Instagram and All Girls Pod on Twitter, which is also where you can find links to the Addy syllabus as well as the link to continue to add to it because we are very open to that and we will update it periodically. 
Yeah, we really want to keep this going and we're going to create other syllabi as we go on about other topics that we think might be of interest to everyone. So yeah, I mean, we really hope that you'll take some time and do that. And you'll also hopefully donate to Stagville and other worthy causes like a lot of the mutual aid funds coming out, a lot of the bail funds, um, which are really important and, you know, worthy of support. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening.